here's I came up with a theory this morning because hearing about you being yeah. homeless. What if you got a pressure washer? Sure. And every day you walk the streets and you pressure washed the homeless people because it's painful. Right. Teach them a lesson. Um, it's painful, <laughs> but it won't cause any permanent damage. It would just be like a shitty thing they'd have to do every, have to deal every, with every, day, every day. And thinking like, oh, tomorrow if I sleep here, I'm going to get pressure <laughs> get washed. They're probably going to want to move and not be homeless. So show me what I'm looking for. Yeah, I was interested in how that, because I don't know how any of that stuff works. I thought 
in my head, I thought you didn't had nothing to do with it. It was probably a big label or studio just, and you were their little bitch boy. Yeah, just running yeah. it. <laughs> you made the song and they're <laughs> and like, it's it. ours now. It's ours. Here's, here's a little here's money. A little bit of money. Yeah, but you still got to hustle it. But like, you still had to, you still got to approve of where mm-hmm. it played. That's well, good. a lot of times I would go into, um, I would go to ad ad studios, like commercial like ad agencies, or go to like one of the big placements we got was with uh, What Happens in Vegas. And the way we closed that... Is that an ad for Vegas? No, it was for the tele- movie. Oh, with, a movie uh, What Happens in Vegas. Well, it's uh, Cameron Diaz and... Oh, yeah. yeah, it was She's a bit... Hot. Yeah, it was a good I found one. Out she used to do porn. Did you know that? I heard. Is that real? Yeah, I looked it up. Is I it found real? the video. Yeah, she was in one. What? Was yeah. it good? Uh, I think I liked it because I knew it was Cameron sure, Diaz. That's but, enough for me. <laughs> but no, it wasn't really okay. good. I don't think. Yeah. Was it Rambo in porn too? Rambo? Yeah. Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. I didn't know about that one. Yeah, yeah. He did a that porn first. He did a porn first. And then to do Rocky, he had to sell everything that he owned, sell his dog, sell everything. And then he would not sell that script unless he got to be the guy. I heard that story. That's a good story. Yep. His daughters rented the podcast studio a few times. No way. They in here. Yeah, because they're local, right? They're hot. I've seen them walk in the that? canyon. They're, they're, they're yeah, legal of yeah. age, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. His whole family, the Stallones. Yeah, they're good oh, looking. They're, they're good, good family. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to it's join that. Jeans, I'd right? like to join that family. <laughs> That's a power family right there. It's a good one. Uh, so yeah, so you is so is that how that song broke? Was that from TV shows? Would it you was. Say? Yeah, probably. Because then it probably got played on the radio and everywhere. It was after. that. Yeah, because yeah. it got picked up so fast. Once I think that was the big kicker. Once like once the Hills got a hold of it at that time. Like that television show just popped, and, and we were all ready. So that was the you remember the moment. It was like yeah. the Hills played it, and then you're like, "Oh my god, oh shit, we got to get on the road. We got to start working immediately." Like mm. everything, like just went into gear because everything was coming out later in the year. Then that sync happened. The sync that happened, what happens in Vegas happened. And uh, I don't know, if, like, if this is personal or if you want to share this, but how to get on the Hills? Did you know a guy who worked on that TV no. show? Did Mm-mm. did someone? I, I they went just down heard and played. It? I went to MTV, took a couple six packs and went down to their conference room with like an acoustic guitar so you like just, auditioned for mtv sure you're like this song might be good for tv yeah Here i went in is. and played and hung out with all the staff and was like look if you want to do business together if you guys like it i can make sure that we can approve it and whatever you need i'll work with you did guys. you go by yourself or with the whole band oh, it was just me just you acoustic guitar you went to the mtv office uh-huh was this like a general meeting you lined up with them? Like how did they the, set even it that up? Meeting like come Atlantic back? had set it up with okay, one of so the your record label. Le- was they like, set it up. And like, would you do this? And I was like, I'll do anything. <laughs> Whatever you guys come up yeah. with, it's like I'm in. Like I would go and play. Like, guess who's coming to your house tonight for pizza for so radio you went, stations? You went into the MTV office. You charmed them, mm-hmm. and obviously, it's a great song. Very catchy. But you had, yeah, you but, had to pull it off. You went into this meeting, you're like, I'm going to play you guys music. Hopefully you like it for some of your projects. Yeah, and it's one of those things where everybody's watching you like this. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's awful. Yeah, you, <laughs> left, you left going, I don't think they like me very much. Like, and then they call you next week. It. We're going to use this in the house. <laughs> it's the most uncomfortable thing. I had a guy in this hotel across the street that we had to go and meet. And I thought we were just meeting in a hotel room just to kind of like meet and maybe go have dinner. And... I'm not kidding you, man. I have my acoustic guitar just because I had it. I didn't want to leave it in the car. And we go up, and he's sitting there, and he's like, play me one of the songs. And so I start just strumming through, and I'm not kidding you. He gets in my face, and he's watching my hands, and this happens. There's like three dudes in a room, and it is the most uncomfortable thing. It was like none of us could look each other in the eyes. There's one dude in here like me. I'm emoting and being all sad on my guitar. 
And everybody's like, I just need to go take a shower. Whatever just happened right now was just awful. Wow. Didn't and get that's the Hollywood, really. Yeah. That's, that's Hollywood it. in one minute. If someone's like, what's Hollywood like? That's it. Yeah, hotel room meetings. Yeah, hotel rooms <laughs> with three dudes just crying <laughs> with each other and looking in each other's eyes. Getting real intimate. Yeah, all just wanting something from Needing each other. Needing a shower yeah. afterwards. So that song blew up. I know, I know you've talked about all this before, too, but I feel like we should touch base on it. You formed this band when you were over out of the country. In, yeah, you met all these all, guys. All in Swedes. All the Swedes. Yeah, but it seems like you all kind of had a background in music. Everybody had it in music. What happened was uh, Tobias Carlson, he and I wrote most of the record here, like as far as just like acoustic demos and making. And Tobias, is he one of the person? Yeah, he's one of the other Swedes. Okay. It was a compound. Basically, it wasn't really a compound. There was a place off of Formosa and Fountain. It was kinda. an Airbnb? No, no, it was a rental house that rental. one of this guy, Alexander Kronlund, had. And he's mm -hmm. like a judge on American Idol, and, or a Swedish Idol now okay and he's a huge writer but he had this place and it was kind of it was ratty it was definitely a part of hollywood like 10 or 15 years ago or more where it was proper seedy kind of thing but all mm. of us would just get there and he gave and me did a, you live there yeah i lived mm. there and started just kind of hanging out with these guys they, i already had like a record deal with an indie record label mm -hmm. doing other music and they were doing all this heavy pop stuff so i really didn't fit it was just more like a good hang um, and that, what was the music you had that you were doing with the indie label? It was, it was really kind of artsy and still kind of like it was. Is that stuff out there? Like people want to find that, listen to it right now? No, no, none of it's out there. And but never, you still have it. Oh yeah, you gotta put I, that. I'm gonna out. put it out. Yeah, why not? I had a band called Susie's Parlor that I want to put out. What's the guy? Uh, this kid Beardo, who's in the band uh, The Voids right now. He's, yeah, he's a really phenomenal guitar player. Uh, the other gentleman who was in the band was doing sound for Gary Clark Jr. now and oh, running tours. Yeah, so it was a real artsy band. It had sitar, upright bass, jazz drum kit. Uh, as Kid Adam Nanowski was playing, was all heavy musicians coming out of college, and we could all count really well. So when well. Carolina Liar formed, mm -hmm. you guys were all friends. You all played music together in his house. How, and how long had you been in like the music scene at this point? Forever. Forever. I had come out, yeah, because I had come to, come to school here for guitar. I went to M Musicians Institute. Is that the one on Hollywood Boulevard? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. all the long hair I used, to, I used to run a show uh, at the Hooters, a stand-up oh, comedy yeah. show at the Hooters on Hollywood Boulevard. That's the one. There's and plenty of comedy right there. students would always come from that, like, just broke music students or whatever. They Hanging 18, out in the corner. 18, 20-year-old kids. Yep. They'd walk over, and they'd be like, I'll check out the comedy night, and they'd come up and watch. That was the scene. I bet, a bunch of music nerds, really. such yeah. nerds, man. We were all just nerding yeah. out. Over Long hair. They all carry their guitar <laughs> cases everywhere. everywhere. They all live on, on Lanewood. Dirty Hollywood. The shithole. <laughs> that place is a shithole. Shit that place did, is nasty. Did you frequent the Pig and Whistle? Yeah. It had just reopened whenever I started there. It was like 94, 96 yeah. when I moved and out was here. There, were there open mics at the time? No, not at okay. the time. They had just started like... They had just reopened that theater because it was closed down. It was full of like, there was a lot of home, basically a homeless encampment around 94. Still three. is, really. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It's just people kind of work through it. So do they, does that school use you on their like alumni no. thing? Like, not hey, look, Carolina Liar went here. You not, could do it. Not I'm surprised. at all. Uh-uh. I've managed to like, uh, uh, if they would have given me like tuition back, maybe. Like if, if, <laughs> if you went on their Wikipedia page, notable alumni. No, not no, at all. I'm shocked. <laughs> I think yeah. it's too much pop music. I think they really want like some real shredders on there. <laughs> <laughs> to me, no. yeah, I, get, I don't know. Well, that yeah, dude's get, only playing four chords. Is, That's a Would hack. you call, so when you made that song, because to me, I'm not a music expert. Right. I play a little guitar, but 
just chord, basic chord, right. like probably enough to play that song. That's, that's 100%. It. Uh, <laughs> you can play it. But to me, if I hear guitar, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, that's rock. Yeah. But you, sure. to you, it's pop? I mean, now looking at it, like, yeah, that was kind of a rock, but it was a really kind of softer rock band. Yeah. You know, everybody could play and they could play harder, but it was mm-hmm. definitely a bit refined and softened up. Around you the, guys the, are just like, let's make something simple and catchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was it. Like, what's the easiest way to do this stuff where we can still tell the story that we want to communicate? But just, and that was Martin's or Max's philosophy too, was like, you only use, at some point in time, one of his ideas was you, you tape your fingers together. <laughs> And you can only play like this. If you're on piano, you can only use two strings. And that's But what's it. the what's the reasoning for that? Just so it's simple and easy simple. and more for the masses type yeah. of thing? Uh, well, you it? can put the color codes instead of like playing some like jazz chord where you've got like a root, a seventh, a third, a fifth, all these extra notes. You can put that in other instruments. You can put it in a vocal, you can put it in keyboards, you can put it in horns, you can put it there's so many other places. You don't need to cloud it up. With like a like a jazz guitar player will mm-hmm. play everything because generally nobody's playing with him anyway, so he's right. got to take up all the space. And so when you're doing pop music, you just keep refining it back, and you don't need it because then you've got like you know three people playing that one chord, and it comes at you, and it's so much bigger. Like everything about it just cuts faster, and the vocal sits on top of it easier. It's just simple. The way you explain it is like you're making it sound like, oh, it's easy and simple, but it also makes it sound like, oh, this guy knows a lot about music to yeah. explain it that way. It's 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 a lot. It's in kind there of for like sure. this weird thing where like you played, you tried to make the most easy music, but the way you're explaining it, you're like, oh, but that guy's legit. <laughs> I hope um, he went. To, he went to the. I mu- went to MI, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a GIT Are, guy. Th- were there anyone who you went to school with that? Got, that, that really hit yeah, it out of the park. That you remember? Or? Not really. There's a gentleman, Raphael, who played, I can't remember his last name now, but he became a wicked, like, everybody used him for guitars. He played on Christina Aguilera. So you became like Pink. a studio guitar player, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's toured with everybody. Do those everybody. guys make a lot of money? Not really. Not anymore. Like, the one or two guys who do get all the work, because generally it's like those guys who get all the work. There's like maybe five guys in the city who are just that good. Like I was, was going to ask you, is it because they're that good yeah. or is it because they're just chill and have good weed? Yeah, but a little bit of both. Like Everybody wants a good vibe and so you can sure. have the greatest player in the world. And if he's an asshole, no you don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Like You don't need to because there's so many good players. Like Somebody else can replace that. And those guys who are that good, like, there's one guitar player, Tim Pierce, who that was a goal I always had when I was a kid. There was a Crowded House record that he played on. And I said to myself at one point in time, like, I'm going to have Tim Pierce play on one of my records and he was a guy that came yeah he played on i'm not over like we'd already recorded but he was a dick so you never used him again no i he's he was like he's the best he's the biggest sweetheart in the world man he's just one of those dudes who's like well i think this kind of guitar player would play this kind of thing like because we we had finished the record and atlantic wanted um they wanted like a little bit more production on the thing so they worked with the guy who had produced some green day records and he brought his his guys in and tim had played on like kind of finished. He's just that guy who puts the sugar on top of stuff. When Atlantic came to you with notes and was like, "Hey, it's a little. We need a little more to it." Yeah. At the time, were you like, "Fuck you," got in your head, or were you like, nah, "Sounds good, go, and just like, go, whatever you want, whatever you guys want to do, let's yeah. go." Because we already had the demos. Everything was done. It's uh-huh. like we could always go back and you know go back to what we had. So it was always one of those things. It's like, well, it's always worth it. Especially if it's their money. And I guess they were right because it worked. It worked. Yeah. It definitely worked, and it's still working. That's yeah. the craziest thing about it. It's like this thing is old, but it hasn't lost its uh, 
it just hasn't aged itself out. A lot of songs will. That's but kind of the beauty of music, or I guess to me, a lot of it. Yeah, the not, good I guess stuff. some of it does, but but a lot of it, yeah, the good stuff doesn't. Yeah, I mean, doesn't you get the, the pop stuff. I mean, but I don't know. Like the first time I heard "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time," it was from <laughs> Travis. You guys remember when Travis did it? Like, uh, Travis the drummer? No, Travis no. the band. They were kind of like oh, Oasis. I, I never heard Travis. Oh, no. dude, you guys have to hear that was version. It good? Did they make it good? Unbelievable. Then you hear the song. Then you get in there and you can hear like, oh my God, this song is so See, when good. When Hit Me Baby One One More Time came out, what year was that? 90s? 90s, 94? Yeah, so I was a kid. So I liked it, but yeah. I was also a kid. And <laughs> right. I also, uh, Britney Spears was my first crush. Right on. So I used to, I remember I would Google Britney Spears nude. Right. This was like on oh, dial-up internet. Oh, that's they would do the, like the sketch And there was bodies. just photoshopped. <laughs> This is how young I was. There was Photoshop pictures of Britney Spears' face with fake boobs yeah, on. I remember. And I, I thought remember. it was real. Right. I was Me a kid. Too. I was like, oh, wow, that's really Different Britney skin Spears tone naked. From the neck. <laughs> like it was such a bad Photoshop job. Yeah, it was horrible. And I printed out on my parents' like inkjet printer, the one where it goes like line by line. <laughs> what are you and doing it in came there? Out, <laughs> and it came out like shitty with, with just, you know, printer lines on it. And I would crumple it up and put it in my backpack and then show Take my friends school. at school and show them all Britney Spears naked. And we're like, that's so cool. <laughs> it's it's and it wasn't even her. It's not even. Yeah, not even Late. close. But did ever did real news of her come out? She did, did a porn. She did, she a, did. Porn? a sex tape. Yeah. What? 100%. I didn't know that. Oh, With wow. who? Um, the, the guy, the dancer. I gotta look. Yeah. That up. What, what's her his, husband? Yeah. Her, her ex-husband. Husband. The real husband. Yeah. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember. Did she had ever, a reality show. Did you show. ever meet Britney Spears? I never met her. Yeah. No, I'm. I, She's just like on another level. Yeah. Of both fame and craziness. Crazy. From everything that I ever heard, there was a, I worked for a writer at one time when she was really young, and I was supposed to go work in the studio, but for some reason things in her didn't st- like a studio with her. Yeah, I that was like a wild, second huh? engineer. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been a good story. This but before never Carolina Liar. Yeah, because yeah. I worked for there's a writer um, Diane Warren. I got that job as an intern for her. Whenever I first moved to L.A., I got like just kind of a lucky break. I asked one of my music teachers at school, I was like, "What would you do to get you?" where you are today if you're in my shoes what what would you do to get me because i want to be where you're at to where diane warren was well at. no but this music teacher was because she was mm-hmm. she was just in the real music business it wasn't like being safe inside some college and i'm just being a hater here yeah if she was really where you want to be why would she be teaching exactly well she was good she was like she, she actually was cared she Got was it. one so of those she people liked teaching she, she didn't need to teach she just wanted to nah she was she, she had was she was managing steve Vai, this band called lit you remember that band? Oh, yeah, I'm sleeping lit, in the front yard. Yeah, that was a good song. It was a jam, and she yeah. she was just really innovative in how, and she had managed Joe Jackson too. She had some real clients at the time, but then she was still teaching, like just wanting to show kids like, this is the way you should run publishing. This is how your your manager should work this wow. way. And so I was like, whatever you did, I'll do it. I won't ask any questions. And she got me an interview with this with this writer Diane Warren. I didn't know who she was. And I got, I was like, I won't make you look bad. I'll just go in and do whatever work you need. And that got me into the, like the real business. I was like 96. That's cool. How old were you? 20. I just turned 20. Okay. So you're just a kid, hungry, yeah. learning. That's Doing awesome. everything I possibly could. Jesus, that's crazy, man. That's 26 years ago. And oh, I God. feel like. <laughs> <laughs> scary. You look great. Yeah, yeah it's great. No, no. Yeah, yeah, you look great. Gray. And gray. You're gray, man. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I plucked a few gray hairs. How's that now. feel I'm whenever you found them? It's kind of pride, uh, right? I don't. Yeah, I don't hate it. No, I mean, man. I, it's like I'm, you have to earn those dude, things. Honestly, every year has gotten for me has been better than the last. 
32 is better than 31. 31. 30s, were, 30s yeah. are great. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it can you really see something like, man, I wish I was 20. And I get that. My body was a little better. Youth. Like, but no, my nah, life's gotten man. better. Yeah. I don't think for guys, it's a tricky thing, man, because it's the world is changing. And like by the time you get to your 30s, then you can make responsible decisions. Because like, I got married once in my 20s. That was a bad idea. Yeah? And getting married in my 30s was a bad idea, you got, too. You, you got two so far? I got far? two. Nice. Uh, there will be no more. No more? Uh-uh. You guys? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Never. What about if What about if you wanted to move to another country and you needed a citizenship? citizenship would thing? you get married for that? Yeah, 100%. Would you, what if, <laughs> what if no, someone wanted know. to move here and was your girlfriend and you loved them? I don't think I'd ever do marriage again. What if they paid you... Couple Let's million? Say... No, the, the going rate I think is twenty thousand. Is that it? Yeah. That's not a lot of money. No. That'll but it's go something. away so fast. I mean, it will, I think but that's twenty thousand a year because you need oh. four years, five oh, years. Oh, so yes, yeah, so and then you're looking at eighty grand. That's real money. Not bad, but you no. have to live with them. Yeah, you have to really commit to I it. I would marry someone for money, but she's gotta be hot and also love me. <laughs> that's really yeah. hard, that's man. One time <laughs> one time I met this Brazilian girl at a bar. And she wanted to marry me for citizenship, but right. then I actually had a crush on her, and I scared her away. She was like, no, 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 I just <laughs> wanted to pay you. She was like, I don't actually want to date want you. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rejected. Awesome. Yeah. Then one time I saw her on a date at a bookstore, and I was on a date, and we, like, walked by each other. I didn't say anything. Why not? But I remember. You should have. That uh, should have been the time you called her out. I was still hurt. Oh, hurt by the rejection. The re- she was beautiful. She was out of my league, though. Well, at least you tried. Out of my league. You yeah. have to. That's what what's worth. If you, that's what I tell my son. I was like, always go for the things you can't have. How old's your son? Ten. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing I've definitely learned is like all the things that I learned. Like I'm just gonna give like everything that I possibly can to that dude. If he chooses to use it or not, because there's just so much. Nobody. And does he like you? Yeah. We get along that's great. Good. Man, we have a blast. The kid is awesome. He's really like a. What's he want to do? Right, I know that changes. No idea. No, no idea. That's he's good. a he's an artist. Does he like music because you're in a band, or does he hate I music know, because I you're think, in a band? I think he's he's just like a weird, like supernatural musician. Like one of those things where he's really natural at it. Did he, you teach him how to play music? Or did no, he won't even hardly listen to me when it comes to me, like me telling him things. He's just like, eh, you know, fuck off, man. Isn't I, it I weird got how this. being in a band is <laughs> the coolest thing in the world, but if your dad's in it, it's probably not that. It's just cool. lame. You're probably like, yeah, that's just. Some fans. No, I think you're right. I think <laughs> yeah, you can't. Like your yeah. dad's a legend, but you're like, it's no, just, it's just like my dad. Still, you yeah. don't understand how lame that dude yeah. actually is. Like you get to see the personality, but there's, there's a real lame thing there. Still like a so, dude that hangs out at home. Back to your story of into the business. So you're mm-hmm. Carolina liar takes off. That song takes off. You know the business. You've been in the business a long time. Yeah, kind of. You're like, this is what I've been dreaming of. Yeah, just getting for this 20, freedom. For how long had you been in at this point? 20 at years? At that point, I had been in it for 10, 10, 10 years. years. Okay, yeah. 10 years. So you've yeah. been in the business 10 years. Like, it's all happening. Yeah, just buckle down and do everything that everybody tells you to do. Just mm-hmm. work your at, like, just live basically in a coma. So you go you on tour. Mm-hmm. You in, is that your instant move? You're like, Instantly. let's go on tour, sell tickets, make money. Yeah, we went promo land. We toured and we, we did radio promo and toured for almost two years straight. All, basically three. It didn't stop. Started off. And you and, were saying it was just you though, not you didn't. Bring, no, we brought the band oh, eventually. But band. for promo, well, the band would go one direction to a show, and then I would go and do promo and catch up with the band. The band would keep going, and we would just beeline 
back and forth however we possibly could to get and the were most you on out of it. a uh, like what size venues were you doing at it, this time it started this with, is like the height right yeah it started I mean like the small it started we played with we the Kings and the Academy is a lot of emo bands and they had you know some nights 300 seaters or sometimes there would be like these kids would put together these like party spaces and we'd go and play in maybe 200 200 at most like community centers. Like, so this after the song's kind of taken yeah, off as, on TV, yeah, as it's you're doing two off. to three hundred seaters. Yeah, and are you headlining? Are you? Opening? Oh no, we were always opening. Oh okay. Yeah, in my never, head I was like they're gonna they're headliners. No now. man, we no. never really we did a few headline things that were smaller, like maybe twelve hundred seats. I think is about as big as we got as headlining. But we always did. I loved doing opening spots because then we could go and play like these massive arenas. And we'd go and play like the Bowl and Jones Beach. And you didn't know the bands you were opening for. It was just kind of label hooked it up. In the beginning, they just kind of hooked it up, and then then it was like, okay, you're going on with Gavin DeGraw. You're going to go do a run with One Republic, or you'll do like those kind of things. That was the label and the agency. And w- so when you did those kind of shows, would you say most of the audience didn't know who you guys were then? Going no, at that point they bit. knew. Yeah, because we were kind of it was kind of our thing. It was like we would pull whatever the bottom rung of tickets that couldn't be sold. That was enough for us to be able to be there. Like Got what it. we brought in. Uh-huh. Was so you, you were bringing something to the table. Yeah, yeah. we actually had <laughs> something. It was like we had some value. So in this moment, were you thinking, okay, how do I get to the next level to get yeah. to be Gavin DeGraw? You're just promo. Just you're just trying to build, build on that success. Writing songs every day, trying to stay in the studio, working, and just never, ever stopping. And then at the same time, I decided it was a good idea to have another family. And that was family number two? Yes, it's family two. And okay. that just like that. I mean, it's, it's tricky. If somebody's not in, she wasn't in the music business. So she didn't get, I mean, there was a part of it that was kind of romantic, but the other side of just like the amount of work and time and the, you have to go, right. like something comes up and somebody's like, Hey, you can go to this house right now and meet so-and-so you can get on that tour. You can work on that record. You have to be able to go. Yeah. And whenever you're like kind of settling into a family thing and you don't have that mobility, things stop working and it really kind of puts a full stop. It's hard everything. to relate to because she has a nine to five. She doesn't realize you put in ten years yeah. on the, you know, yeah, struggling and, and you don't get it because it's it looks like a lot of money at top. Like you're making all this money now, and it's like not really because the time before, like you're not making anything. So that money comes in, you're basically paying yourself back for all the years you didn't make any money. I'm curious about the money. So, as an opening band, uh-huh. is that a lot of money? It when can you, it can yeah. be a decent amount. You think maybe you're getting fifteen hundred bucks a night if you're lucky, mm-hmm. and you're doing six nights in a row. That's a lot of cash. Yeah, it adds up. It adds up. And is it so is it fifteen hundred per band member? Oh no, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so you got to split that up. And then I had all the guys on salary. So really, you're making let's say five hundred a night. Yeah, that's about which what is it it's which real is, money. Which is a lot of money. Yeah. But in my head, when I hear your song all over the radio and on right. TV. I think you're making more than that. Yeah, no. 500 a night for that song that's viral before there were viral songs, basically. Yeah, like, totally. Right? It was like yeah, that's viral exactly on TV. Yeah, and, and it had its MySpace thing, man. Oh, MySpace, MySpace was real. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about MySpace. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was on there. It was a jam. Yeah, yeah. It worked. So, so yeah. So, five to me, 500 obviously is a lot of money, but in my head, when I think of you and at that time, I'm like, oh, that guy's probably Just making cash out. No, no, because uh, I mean, it was really and all the money that you do make, it goes back into paying salaries. You're buying road cases. You're doing all the stuff you're supposed to be paying a tour manager, um, all the things that need to do. It's a real business. So it's yeah. basically a, a business yeah, it gets loan. Spread out a lot. And then 
I I don't know how it was with you, but I hear so many horror stories of like labels fucking the bands. Oh and, sure. And like, they, let's say it take, right, they they pay for the record to be produced, and you don't get money until they've been paid back for yeah, that. Yeah, that's how and it they works. They kind of even though you could have made the record for a hundred grand, they're like, well, we paid ten million to make the record, so yeah. until we get ten million dollars or whatever it is, they're not going to get any of your money back until they get paid. And they get paid first, and then right. you, whatever you get paid, they take a percentage of what you get paid, mm-hmm. or they take all of it. And so, your song was big, yeah. But so, did you make? Even though, yeah, you were with I mean, Rebel? I, I still ended up making some decent money okay. for a while. It carried itself pretty well. It wasn't like wasn't life changing to the point. Well, actually, it kind of was. To tell you the truth, me, I grew up in a double wide trailer in South Carolina, and. That's I mean, that. when I when I really think about Some of those it, double wides are pretty nice. They though. can be great. Yeah. Like it's pretty all I live right, in a man. Y. It live. It's it's good living. My mom yeah. and dad still have that house. Like it's there. It's still the house. It's still our family home. But ultimately, that's where the thing really you screw up, especially staying in L.A., was you kind of forget your point of origin, and you get so far out, and you think, "Fuck, I gotta just keep pushing and get more, 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 mm-hmm. more," and you're like, "Wait." I I have more than enough, and I'm completely free right now. I I can live off of just being a songwriter if I stay just mellow. If I yeah. don't get caught up in needing to buy this and that and all the BS that comes with it that you think you have to do to stay competitive in this right. thing, it just burns out. Like, it, you run out of cash, but if you remember, like, yeah, that was a lot of money. There was a lot of—and the freedom. The freedom is more important than anything. True. You, you don't know? have to work a job. You don't have to be— uh, Diane's right yeah, you assistant don't, anymore. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to get coffee and just like yeah. eat shit all the time. You don't you know? have to go to a music institute. No. Nope. Although you're probably still in debt from going to that probably. school. Probably. That's an expensive <laughs> It was expensive. Education, right? It was really yeah. expensive. I only went for a year, so I didn't finish. You didn't I, graduate. I got my, I think I got my certificate and I got some graduate degree okay. of sorts, something accelerated, mm-hmm. but it really doesn't even matter. It right. Because at that point, it's no like. No one cared, like. In the music industry, no one cares if you went no. there. Do you know how to do this or not? Yeah. Do you know this person or not? Are you uh, cool to be around or can not? Can you do it? Can you yeah. teach somebody? Like now I teach. I teach kids over at a school of rock in Burbank too. Is that I saw a picture on your Instagram of you with the kids. Is that what that yeah. is? Okay. Yeah, well that was one we do like now since this thing is picking up, I'm trying to do trying to actually do good things that this thing is working. So whenever I go to a new city to play, I try to figure out a way to teach local kids or just do something community-wise because it was always just like a bunch of fucking pirates just going into a city and just taking whatever they could and then we're getting out. We never about, really did the good stuff. When you guys did that at this time, so you're were you in your 20s? Uh, that 30s? was 30s. 30. So yeah. You're in your 30s. Are you living like a rock star? Are you 100%. doing drugs on the road? Oh, yeah. Are you going doing, to strip clubs and doing blow-off of yeah. fake tit hookers? I never did the blow-off the hookers. That was the one yeah. that never got to happen. But as far as like living, you guys are oh man, we lived the dream. But the thing was, we were still we never we were never late. Like that was the thing with the Swedes that I absolutely love the the level of integrity from those dudes. To you guys sh- are professional musicians, pros. Still. They yeah. did it did not matter. You could be. You didn't turned. want it to go away too. Uh-uh. You're like, we can't fuck no, this, this up. This is too good. Let's party and and then still make get the up. Show. Yeah. <laughs> we made it. You'd be sideways playing with a squint, but everybody is stinking. I remember we played in Arizona and our shoes were melting to the. To the the stage because we were playing at like twelve o'clock in the afternoon one time, so and then hot. the night before, everybody partied so hard that while we were playing, you could smell the booze <laughs> and everybody coming out in the sweat on the stage, and it was 
awful. The drummer was throwing up in the trash can <laughs> behind him and just going for broke. If but... I was in the audience <laughs> and I saw the drummer throwing up in the background, I think I'd kind of think that was cool. Right? I'd be like, it's a rock band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was one of his last gigs. I think that was at some point because he... The guys had left. That was a really good story. We were in Arizona at this really nice restaurant. It was the end of like us having to do fly dates, and we were jumping on a bigger tour after this after this night. And I left the guys. They went and they they got they became friendly with the girls at the restaurant, and they went back to the girls' hotel or no to the girls' apartment. What a gentleman! They right? became friendly. They became friendly. They were just at the hotel, <laughs> just being friends. Just friends, you know. Yeah. But one of the guys didn't find a partner of any kind. And he was the biggest guy in the band. He was almost like six foot five, this proper big Swede. And but Poor he guy. he didn't have any like swim trunks or anything. So the girls gave him some of their like uh, just some of their like girl underwear that he could go swimming in. And they went swimming. And the other two guys they left him to go. Sw- he was just swimming in the pool by himself. Okay. And when you're in that state, you don't ever think about like you're in one of those like multiplex apartment complex in the middle of kind of nowhere. Yeah. Everything looks the same. And so this dude has no clue where the other guys in the band are at. And he's wandering around in these girl underwear, <laughs> his big old hair and a big burly beard. And he thinks he's at the right spot. And he kind of looks in the window and some dude sees him and there's kids in the place. Oh, no. And <laughs> somebody comes out and they just start fighting. This guy is swinging on him. He jumps the fence. He's in Arizona, he's, and his English is good, but it's still very much an accent. Yeah. So he's jumping fences and running trying to run, running from this guy. And then the police come after him, and they box him in at some gas station, and he's by a phone booth trying to figure out what to do, and he's just in girl underwear. Luckily, the guys in the band kind of figured out that he was missing, and they go find him. But like, with Did he get the, arrested? No, they, they uh. managed to get him back. But after that, he was kind of like, I don't... I don't think because he was happy to actually see the police when they got there because he's like, I, I just need some help. I, yeah. you know, like things just got weird and got out of hand because he thinks the police are going to help him because he's from Sweden. And yeah, in other countries, the police are nice. Nope, not at all. <laughs> it wow. got real weird. And then, so, and then he's like, I'm not going to go on the road anymore. Yeah, it was, if we did that tour, he agreed. He was like, I'm stick. I'll ride this out, but once this tour is done, man, I'm, done. I'm going home. <laughs> But you guys are still friends. Yeah, yeah, we're still close. We're still good buddies. Because, yeah, then you were saying that you went on the road solo for a while. Yeah, well, I that was always the promo stuff. I would do the promo thing by myself or with one other guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, like, that was just kind of going for radio and things like that. And then at, let's see, what was it when the thing finally really ended was we finished up with a, a Kelly Clarkson tour. That, that was, was like 2011 huge. or 12. That Does she have a 12. TV show now? yeah. She never she's, put you on? What not a, yet. Maybe. Not There's cool. time. She's, yeah, she's still cool. Dude, she's so cool. She's like she one is. of the nicest humans. Yeah. She does all these covers on her show, right? That's, that's, is that I've her seen thing? Her clips. Is, am I thinking the right thing? Who's the girl that's a talk show from, she was got big on American Idol? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Oh, I didn't know she was doing that on, well, yeah, she used she, to do live covers at night. So you yeah. text when we were on the road with her, they text the band and be like, okay, Here's the song. This is the one that everybody requested. We're going to do it. And they would just drop in that her band was so good. Like, Wait, they would just learn it yeah. that on the spot? And they wouldn't, the, they'd, they'd rehearse it once or no? Maybe. Yeah. And they'd just go, and she would, like, get the lyrics and just, like, okay, so we're going to rip it. She is a pro. She's wow. A 100%. And she would round up the money at night whenever, like, you're settling merch or whatever. They would always round everything up. They never, most of the time. So, like, tip you extra. Yeah, they'd always, whatever we had, they would give us more. We blew up a keyboard one night, 
she actually had the same keyboard that we had. She personally came to us and said, like, whatever you need, if anything wow. ever goes down, you use my stuff. Because if, if your show isn't working, then mine isn't. So just just do it. Don't even think so about it. you love it. her. She's yeah. awesome. She, she could do no wrong in my book. That's she's cool. dope. That she's really her. just like, she's real. It's a proper, like, yeah, she gets what she deserves. <laughs> so... What happened? Cause I saw you on David's podcast, yeah. David Dobrik. Uh, that guy's a legend. Yeah, he's a good dude too. And I heard you tell that story of how you were basically ended up homeless. Yeah, or <laughs> I would I lost say almost all. homeless, right? In and out of cars, hotels. Yeah. You were saying. Yeah, no, I lost it all. Lost it all. Was, and yeah. again, when I heard that, I'm like. That's crazy to me because yeah. I'm like that song was huge. I in my head, crazy you're still making too, even if it, even if you're a one hit wonder or whatever, which no one wants to be. Yeah, but you're still making still money. making money. Yeah, you're still living the dream. Yeah, I just yeah. extended myself out too far. Like before I knew it, like I kept taking risks, thinking this thing was going to work. Like I'd work on another record and it didn't get paid. When you say risks, like financial risks, like buying something well, you shouldn't have bought. You, no, you? not so much buying things I shouldn't have bought. It was more of just tr like not going to work on something. Like I wouldn't go back on the road because I had my family. Mm -hmm. And so I was just going to work on being a songwriter and just getting cuts on you records. You turned down gigs. Uh -huh. I would turn down gigs, stay home. And before that, like all of a sudden, like now there's no money coming in. I and now there's, those gigs you turned down aren't coming back. Aren't coming back. Yeah. None of that stuff comes back. The, the songwriting wasn't working out. Nobody wanted the songs that I had. The publishing deal I had was really constricted. They had like basically taken what would have been the royalties I thought would have come in, went to them now. And before I knew it, it was just like, I don't have anything. There's nothing coming in. And I was just kind of like, what do I do? And before I knew it, I was delivering Postmates and just kind of like struggling to get that going. And my ex-wife and I could not figure it out. And it wasn't healthy for me to be there. And there really was no place for me to go. My friend Neil let me stay at his place for a while. I thought I was getting back on my feet. And it just didn't happen. Like things kept looking like they were going to plant, like just plane out and get normal. Mm -hmm. Another thing fell apart. Like I had a, I had a deal with this other band. I had uh, Federal Empire, and we were gonna, we were really super close to signing with Scooter Braun, Justin Bieber's manager, and that whole scene, and that all fell apart at the last minute. Another, like this song's gonna Did get licensed for this. Something happened to make things fall apart like that, or just it's just it timing. Doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah it's just what it was. Happen. It yeah. wasn't ever the thing. It was. It was never anything personal. I don't think it was never anything like somebody had some like agenda against me. It was but, just so basically the fact that you were starting another band, Federal Empire. Mm -hmm. You were like Carolina Liars done. Yeah, no one wants it. Nobody's gonna it's have not anything. Hit nothing's hitting. No, nah, it was just seemed because it was. When somebody as big as Max Martin works on something like that and it didn't hit again after the second record, everybody in the music industry is like, that guy is gold. Everything he touches. Right, if he couldn't make it big, it's then, not going to be big. Yeah, there's something toxic with that thing. Nobody can touch it. And so they, they did But was there something toxic or it just didn't work? I think it, it probably me. Because like, me just staying home and like just like the the personal issues I had trying to make my my setup work. Were you hard to work with? Did you have no. like an ego or anything? Because you seem like a really No, nice I never, I never yeah. have an ego for anything. I don't. So, because I, <laughs> no. I mean, you staying home isn't exactly toxic. It's no. It's just... Just one just of those things work. that just didn't work, and it yeah. just kept happening that way. And I was like, I was always looking. I, I mean, mean, it's hard to make things work, even if you have a guy who makes gold. <laughs> yeah, you're I mean, still you got, competing with 
The how many people come out with music every year? Every day. I don't every, know how much, day? but a it's lot. a lot. A lot of music is out, gets published, especially now at the end. Anyone can <laughs> make it from their house. Do it, you, you, know? don't need, you don't need Capitol Records. None of it. Or what, what was the record? Empire, what record company? Yeah, that was Atlantic. Atlantic. You don't yeah. need Atlantic Records now. Mm. You could literally make it on your laptop, on your MacBook. Totally. You can make real and records. it sounds good, yeah. It'll work. Yeah, it was just, I think more along lines, just bad decisions on my part. Just not... I was. I never had any real business. Like I, I understood how the business worked, but I never had money or managed a business that was my own. And so I had no clue how to really run the thing the right way. I was probably spending too much money here and there, and then everything just imploded. And then, so how does it work? Because you said David saved your yeah. your music career. Or, or well, he started bringing so he, all these people into it. Like that that record was dead. There was nothing. There were no plays. There was nothing YouTube wise. It had like stopped getting like maybe a hundred to maybe a thousand plays every month, if that. And then he started making these videos where the montage using the song, using the song and he would he would kind of clip it in anytime something good, any part of good work that he was doing. He put it in, and these kids just kept finding it, and they kept, and you could see. So the because numbers. that your number, people started listening to the song. Yeah, again. they started rediscovering the band in their own way without it being. And like then the band, it and then about the way song. the deal works is you were getting money from that. Yeah, again? I get like Sound Exchange. I get mm-hmm. um, what's the other one? The Stem or not Stem for that one? But basically, any sort of royalties that can collect on performance rights. Mm-hmm. That money started coming in, and so I was able to start. It was enough to live. Yeah, it started paying off some advances. Like stuff started getting steady, and so I was able to like pay back some of the advances that I had. And then all of a sudden, there's like you know a thousand bucks a month that comes in here. It's like okay, cool. That's rent now. That's like a real piece of rent. A buddy of mine had given me uh, his mom. His mom had this old Saturn that she was just going to donate to charity. And he's like, well, you can't because my car had gotten repossessed, and I was renting whenever I was working Postmates. I would rent a car each week and have to pay in advance of like $1,500 or something and live out of the car and hustle to pay for it. So his, he and his mom gave me that car because they were just going to give away. I was living out of that thing and just waiting until I could get everything paid back. And those those advance or that money from David's stuff started coming in around, that must have been 2017 or 18. And not that then, long ago. Not like long. Like right before the pandemic, basically. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And then I like, that was enough to give me enough money to get, uh, stabilized and move into the place that I'm at here. So, like, it's not that long ago, literally. Yeah. And I got a job working at the same time around then. I got a job working for the school, teaching music to the kids. At the um, school you went to or different or, school? No, School no. of Rock in Burbank. School like of Rock. Like a proper school of rock, like That's from the cool. movie. And at first I was Is like... Is that how that school came about from the movie? Yeah, yeah, and from it's the still guy. Going on? Yeah, yeah, man. This That's thing is cool. killer. It's Has actually Jack great. Jack ever stopped through? No. That'd be cool if he did, though. <laughs> I'm surprised he I seems know, like right? He's a cool really good dude. That would... That would just like I bet you he will at some point in time. He's just going to cruise or has through before, I more than likely. Yeah, if he just popped in on your class, dude, like, that you would a be special guest today. so rad. We had like, there's been some interesting cats that have come through because of that part of town over there. Like, they'll bring their kids in, it's like some heavy musicians, and they're just kind of like, I can't teach my kid. <laughs> so, these and these are these kids you're teaching are what age group? Uh, between three to I teach three year olds all the way up to late. 70s i had a student who was in their 70s who wanted to always wanted to oh, learn so the class is just all over the place it's all over so you might have in the same class a three-year-old and a 70 year old yeah uh, well no it'll split them up oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a little tricky <laughs> okay i i didn't know you did this i have i'm gonna 
put I'm gonna put an ask out there. Yeah. Feel free to shoot it down. Gotcha. I wrote a ten page children's book. What? Like a picture book. Cool. Just myself. It's you really see music bad. for it? Oh, that'd be cool. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Put like a music bed down. That'd be sick. But yeah, it's like a really shitty book that right? I, I literally wrote it in twenty minutes, and I was like, I'm just gonna get my friend to draw pictures for it and yeah. put on Amazon. How'd it sell? And I did it. Oh, terribly. <laughs> <laughs> it was just for fun. And I knew it was. Right. And I even wrote a second one now that I'm going to put out. Fantastic. But it's just, you know, it didn't take much effort. Right. I did it for fun. I really want to read it to a, I want to give a, a copy to every kid in the class. Right. And read the book to a class and just get a video of me reading Oh, dude, kids. I could do that because I, I teach like all my, my and sons. And I'm allowed to be around kids. Yeah, perfect. I don't care what he says. Nice. Yeah, yeah the city says it's okay. Yeah, by law, <laughs> I'm, allowed to, I'm right. allowed to be around You're all the clear kids. finally? Yeah, yeah. Cool. No, I teach kids at my house, like all the kids in the neighborhood, my son's that's, friends. That seems, yeah, I don't know if you should yeah. teach kids at your house yeah, in 2022. I know it's tricky. You, you should, got cameras. You should bring them somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous. That's dangerous. <laughs> I keep the cameras rolling. We record everything. It's fine. Okay, We're so safe. You, so you're doing that, and then what? You said you're planning on bringing out new music. Yeah, there's new Carolina stuff coming, and then we're gonna do some like there was a a, a mix that Tobias and I had done of "Show Me What I'm Looking For" that's ready. So we're gonna get that out in the next couple of maybe just a, weeks. like a remix of the it's song. A, it or? was an acoustic version that we had done. We from scratch. We just went in and like we just want something that's you know just a little bit more basic. And we'd never re- released anything like that, so it's perfect. Atlantic gave me the permission. I had, uh, I mean, contractually wise, I was always already free to do that, to release a re-recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but we checked with them to see if they wanted to be a part of it. And they um, were like, "No, nah, you're good." No, they were actually oh. really cool. They were like, "Hey, we n- we can't as the label, but whatever you need from us, we'll help you. Like, we you can use our like our." Uh, like their playlist we can however we can help there whatever we can do ad wise like just let us know and we'll help so and and then i get to keep the master with uh tobias the other songwriter perfect so it's like that's a that's such a dream scenario i want to ask you about the differences between when you're when that song hit and now because like you made it off of like tv show right which now you could still do but you can totally but it's changed like there's so much more tv shows so much tv it's probably harder it's probably just different. now you want a song to blow up on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Or, no. on, or on Spotify. You want to get on the right playlist. All of those like things I, matter. I, I have a friend who's in a band, and he's like, oh, there's this girl who runs a Spotify playlist, and if you're in with her, you're in. Like, yeah, you, you made get it. that New Music Friday stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, you made it. So it's like, do you guys it think? It matters. Is that still something you guys think about? Or you, yeah, yeah, it's still part of it, for sure. I mean, and that's the thing, too, is like, I we were talking last night, like how I'm so disconnected from how the internet or those things work. Do you have a TikTok? I have a TikTok. So I'm finally learning it. And it's like, wait, I just, I got it. Like, I've I've just been approaching it the wrong way because I I wasn't thinking about it in in the idea of it being an instrument. I was like, wait, I'm I'm approaching this thing as some sort of analytical old man who's judging these kids who are doing it. But they're basically playing this thing really well. Like, they, they're, that's what you do. You put your personality into it. You do these things. And it's like, I'm being some curmudgeon old person judging. And it's like, wait, they know how to play. I need to think about this thing as an instrument because mm-hmm. I can almost, I could figure out something to play on anything. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing. It's like just finding the nature of what that is and using it that way as to be, okay, this is just like playing a guitar. I'm going to treat it that way and not be so distant. Like, okay, how can I learn to use this thing and make art with it? So 
That's yeah, the, I could see that being big for you. It, it could be fun. Yeah, it could be a lot more fun that way rather than trying to just catch like trying to be because you're so as you get older you're just like i'm really disconnected i I don't know what the hell this is or why it's important you know it's like that's the thing with this song that got really interesting was i didn't i just i just took it for granted that it actually meant because all i wanted to do was make another song that oh yeah i remember hearing you say that how like you got sick of that song yeah it just didn't matter and it was like this thing actually changed people's lives and i just took that for i think if there's anything the universe that just it's hard not to sometimes to live in the moment like it's easy to look back and go i should have appreciated that moment of time more but when you're in the moment it's it's a lot harder yeah it was survival and then like i think the universe gave me a good old-fashioned d-slap to the face it was like (laughs) dude seriously brother look this is good You've done you've done good work. Like, just be a part of it. Just roll with the flow of it and accept it instead of like trying to find the next big thing. It's like, dude, that's so rare to get to right. be a part of something like that. To be the ghost in the room with all these people who have these great life stories. They're like, oh man, it was this. I, I got engaged to my wife here. This that song meant something, and it will for the rest of their lives. And you're just kind of like, that's crazy. Like some part of your energy is hippie as that is you're there in the room your frequency is there with them it's it's neat and i just missed it i just was just being so callous and like uh it's not enough but you say it like you missed it and maybe you did but it's i think most people do you know what i mean it's one of those hard things to yeah kind of push yeah but you see it all the time you see or i see it with comedians that are blowing up oh sure just i mean that's the to me the comedian world is that is a different level of fear. Like you're an hour by yourself on <laughs> oh, a stage, as as that. and you got to do like that is such it's a different si- level of it's hard similar, work, though. man. It's it, really similar it because it's you lonely. have your song, we have a joke. Yeah, but that but gets lonely. It's diff- a hard. Thing. The only part I think is worse about being a comedian mm? is bombing. Oh, because you could bomb in music, <laughs> but like Jesus. if you bomb in music, like you got you're still song. playing your song, people are listening. You you may be like, well, that crowd isn't very lively or didn't yeah, cheer or sing least, along. You can just but, play yourself. But you're kind of in your own world. If you're bombing on yeah, stage you and your no joke engagement. isn't working, oh, oh you feel it. Yeah, you feel I it. I could not imagine going Hardcore. back to a hotel by yourself doing those kind of tours to those towns that just aren't getting your comedy. Yeah. And the kind of places you have to stay at, that it's, is hard. It's hard. And I'm spoiled because I open for, or I've been opening for this big guy, so all his crowds are easy and I don't really bomb with those right. shows. But I know, and I, because before him, I was bombing sure. on my own. And I know after him, I'm going <laughs> to bomb on my own. Know, dude. <laughs> so, so scary. So it's gonna, That's why uh, I always like to go and do like the opening spots for big bands. Because it was like, I know these guys are, they're, they've paid big money to come see one of their favorite artists. And if you can get a room with people who are already super enthusiastic about being there, you're all right. You don't have to yeah, worry about, true. you know, it's great. And then you're not stressing as much about like, are we selling tickets here? Because that's the headliner has to worry about that more than more than yeah 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 that's a much better gig and you get to leave early some nights too like yeah you get in your car your bus and it's like cool this is nice it's did you have a tour bus I did it we we worked ourselves up to a bus at one point in time Mm -hmm. but I like I was such a hustler I got the thing wrapped by a hotel company and like they gave me hotel points anything I could do to like 
Yeah, dude, it was a constant hustle. So it didn't have your head on the side. Of no, it. that would have been really Hilton. cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool. I think part and of it's cool, and part of so it would be bizarre. like too, too much ego. Because yeah, I think what Bert, does Bert Kreischer has it on his. Yeah. Really? But to me, also, if you're famous and Bert's you have your head cool, on it, man. oh, he's so he's nice. He's such a good he's dude, the coolest man. Dude. But if I was him, I wouldn't want my head on the side no, of the tour you bus don't. because then you're gonna have. People. people knocking on the bus. Dude, it gets weird. Yeah. The after hours thing when people do come knock on the bus. Like we had a spot in Oklahoma one time where somebody showed up and he had a, an axe handle. And he was sure enough that it was somebody in the bus who was hooking up with one of his with his wife. And it, it, it was it wasn't uh. our band. It was one of the other bands we were with. So, so he was and right. They, yeah, he was right. Was, it was just the wrong <laughs> bus. <laughs> no. And it's like, oh shit. We're really gonna have to fight this guy. Like this is this is scary. And you're just like you're in a parking lot somewhere and these like the machines are nice but you know you just don't want too much attention it's already enough yeah that sounds <laughs> you know? insane do you have any questions i have i wrote some that i want to pull up i didn't need them but now i'm just make sure i didn't miss anything let's see here which one was it it was about tiktok oh yeah oh tiktok what was more so like going into record again yeah with the idea of um, oh, what this new world is? Yeah. What is the, like, is there a whole change in thought? No. Actually, it's 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 kind of interesting. The, the thing now, which is kind of, I think, endemic of the that self-search thing that happens because of TikTok, that whole introspective thing. Like, now, the records, they want everything to be really raw. And it's like, how can you make this as even more honest? Like, and that's... That's a real gift. Like, okay, we can actually, because that was a problem. Like, I always like writing these kind of heartier songs that had, maybe they weren't all glossy and poppy, but I could write something that really was real. But we would always kind of have to cheat it back a bit. But now it's like, no, that's, and I think that was another big mistake I'd made too, like coming into a second record or working with other artists, trying to be a songwriter for them, was manufacturing these songs. They weren't real. And the, the the first record, everything about those songs were real stories, and it was it didn't get censored that way. Mm-hmm. And now with TikTok, you can you could write do a song. You want. Yeah, you could literally write something that is like you could just be crying through the thing and put it on there. And if somebody feels it and it relates, and it's it's real. You can't. So are you religious? Uh, no. Oh, were you? I was. Song? Yeah, you I were. was going to be a preacher at one point in Whoa. time. Yeah, yeah. I was going to be a Pentecostal holiness preacher. One of those Whoa, guys that... That's wild. The, the snake charmers and speaks in tongues and all that business. What got you out of being religious? Uh, well, there was this really neat thing that happened. I, so those kind of churches, everybody prays out loud, but they all pray different prayers. So, and in order to get to heaven, you have to go in front of your whole church or your congregation and ask for them or your preacher to help you get Dead saved. Wow. Yeah, and so then they pray over you and put their hands on you, and and it's super emotional. It's one of those things where you, I, I still, like, I, I get goosebumps thinking about, like, what the things is that I've seen in the church and all of the, the things that I know are sort of real, but the, the functionality of a church, I think, is just, it can never work, at least with there's money involved. But I was going up and, this preacher was praying, my, my preacher was praying over me and he had his hands on me and all these people are just in a circle and he's asking me, do you accept the blood of Christ? Do you accept him? Do you take him as your personal savior and all of this stuff? And it's all this just 
cacophony of, of people praying and crying and just weeping and doing this whole thing. And I said yes, and then as soon as he touched me, and I, and you can see it, the hair is like, as soon as he touched me, a voice came inside my head and said, you never had to do this. You've been fine the whole time. Everything's okay. And I didn't quite, it was, and I started laughing while this guy was praying over me. And he's like, oh, you feel it now, son. Do you feel it? You feel the Holy Ghost. You feel the Spirit. Now you're into it. You just got to go, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, was I like, feel it. oh, yeah. It was yeah. so bizarre because in high school and I was like, I, I don't know how to process this yet. I don't know what this means. And so I, I stayed with my church. And then eventually one of the people of that church, he was really just kind of an asshole, was constantly judging people and, oh, you didn't show up to church this week, blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out this guy was great. He was the treasurer of that church. He was scraping all the cash. And he always owned, those people. Yeah, yeah. He had a trailer park somewhere, and he'd used the church's money to buy this trailer park and finance this thing out, and they finally busted yeah, him. Yeah, he was a thief. Yeah, total thief. And yeah, when you they, think God wanted you to do that, Yeah, Mr. Judge? And then, then he came back and said, like, um, you guys shouldn't have judged me for that. I, it was an indiscretion. I was like, well, they didn't. They, they called you out. You paid it back. But you should have stayed with the people and just ate crow for a little while. You made a mistake. Everybody does. But it turned into a huge thing. And then at some point in time in there, there there's – I can't remember how exactly happened, but some – some black families started kind of integrating into the church. Down south, it's always like a white church or a black church. And that started happening where too many my own family, like family members I have were like, well, we can't go here anymore. And it was like, wait, all this is happening at the, just around the time that I was like thinking, this is what I need. So racism's still out there. Oh, it's, it's real, you know, and, and, and of all places inside of a church, it's like, that's not right. Yeah. So that... That kind of thing happened, and one thing led to but another. A, bad, a few bad tastes in your mouth. Yeah, real ones. Like, Fun- yeah, fundamentally, it was like, this isn't, nah, this isn't real. And so I just, I got out. My mom actually convinced me. She's like, you you like women too much. <laughs> You'll never be a good preacher. There's just no way. Me too, and, man. <laughs> no. Wait, are preachers aren't allowed to be with women? Or they have to be they, with you one? You can be, yeah, it's just one. Yeah, it's yeah, only yeah. one. In, in marriage. Yeah, marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Wait, unless you're a Mormon preacher. Oh yeah, yeah. So we. Sp- I never did. Never I never, I never had that. But I've only seen. I mean, there were people who were always speaking in tongue, like yeah. always. They kind of taught themselves out. But I've seen. I saw two incidences where I know for a fact that there was something different going on. One time, this gentleman was uh, going into speaking tongue. Where it's yeah. kind of yeah. And this is going to sound insensitive, but they don't. Speak like it sounds like gibberish, like they but speak. they're actually saying things in their head. In they, their head, they, they look, like, it looks like a possession. Almost. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Talking yeah, about yeah, right. That's called speaking tongue. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. And the, the way that it works is somebody speaks in tongues, and then somebody else in the church can hear it. Like, they're supposed to be. There's like one person who one person says, Oh, I know what they're saying. I can, I yeah. actually know what's being said. And, yeah, and I, and the, the way it works is then you go and speak to your pastor or your preacher, and, and then they kind of work it out with whatever it is that needed to be said, and it's all supposed to be done in private. Um, but one particular time, that happened, and this lady, and I was a little guy, this lady started just, something overtook her, and there was a sound coming from her that I, I, I can't forget, and her hair started curling, like, like static electricity kind of curl. Maybe it was something she cultivated herself, just in the energy of it, but her hair started, she had hair as straight as mine, and it started curling. 
And I, I could never explain it. And that was one one real thing Damn. that I saw. And then there was another incident like that that happened when I was a little bit older where somebody in the middle of this ceremony or a regular Sunday afternoon thing, and the preacher's just talking, doing a sermon. They just stand up and they start speaking and they're looking at everybody deadpan and just talking. And it... It's a language they're speaking, but it's not a language, and it's not one of those nothing like they just they just stood up and started Wait. saying this, and we're like, eerie, what happened? And and it was cool because there seems like there could be something, and and it maybe it's just the, the collective mindset of everybody being there together, you know? Because right. now like doing these shows where you you'll go in front of thousands of people. And you realize, like, once that energy, once there's that level of singularity comes into play and everybody's working together, just singing a simple, like, oh, and then everybody bringing it back and forth. And once that energy happens, like, there's something different. Things get elevated. Like, there really is a power to that that sense of oneness that can happen in places like that. And I'm sure if you, you start playing around with religion and the fact that you're dealing with this fundamental idea of dying and going to hell and heaven— like that is so powerful in people where it's such a fundamental need for belonging and, and, and life that I think that's kind of what church or religion is. Yeah. So for me being religious, I really went around my ass to my elbow for that, but being religious now, spiritually, something. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't call, I, I don't know. I think I'm yeah, more of like... Some, you believe in something, but yeah, just I not think, that whole organized No, man, more thing. trying my best to get as Buddhist as possible, try to own as little as possible, try to be... As free and non-judgmental. You got like, that band now, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's like that's over. Know. That was overwhelming too, it. man. Like that's wild. Like owning something like that, like it, it's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. And then I just I feel built my whole quarantine project. I bought a van, a camper van, uh, just an old Ford, but I've been building oh. it up a little camper. What kind of it. engine you got in it? Like a big three fifty one? Uh, I don't. It's a V eight. I don't know. That's all I know. Yeah, but it's, it's a big, Ford. Yeah, E three fifty Ford. Oh van, yeah, so it's a big, big three fifty. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. It's what kind of uh, suspension you got on there? Whatever it came with, but like it's... The, it's like separate I-beams on each one? It's old from the year 2000. Oh, dude, so it's still uh, pretty... You got good disc brakes and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, disc brakes. It's like modern enough, but kind of old. Nice. But yeah, I've been built... I have a bed in the back now. Pa- solar panels on the roof. Dude, that's killer. Just kind of making this little thing to go... Where are you going to go? I don't know. National parks... Maybe do some comedy. Maybe who knows? Dude, we should do or, something together. I was thinking about taking to. that van and then going to like some national parks and just like announcing we're gonna do some shows to show oh, up. Oh, that'd be fun. Just because you know they always have those yeah. little stages at those campgrounds. Yeah. Like, and yeah. just tape it. We could do a, do yeah, your podcast ta- out there. Yeah, like, could, find the people in the campgrounds. We could do a little mini tour. Let's do it. That'd be Let's fun. <laughs> um, is there any band that is your rival, or mm. a band that ever did something that rubbed you guys the wrong way, and you're like? I uh, just want to make it big just to, <laughs> just to just stomp to on them. Stomp on them. Yeah. <laughs> nah, there's really no rival. I think it's the funniest thing. Something happened one night for my mom. She's got she's got a rival. We were in <laughs> a we band. Were, your mom has a band. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, she was really. She got to the point where she was really upset with One Republic one night. We were with those guys <laughs> down in Florida, and something happened. Well, you know how it goes. Like like everybody was really tense. It was the beginning of a tour. And they were giving us sound checks. And for some reason, that two or three nights in a row, they didn't give One Republic a sound check. And they were in between us and Rob Thomas. 
and she heard she was down in the they dressing just didn't room. Have time? Yeah, it like, was, sorry, no yeah, time. It was yeah. just no time. Yeah, and she heard them because they were just frustrated. It was just one of those things like we're just trying new stuff. This is just a pain in the ass. Like they're mad they didn't get the sound check. Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't anything personal to us, but we were right. just the we were the vehicle that was in the way. Yeah, and she heard that and she was like, I don't, I just don't think I can ever lack those guys. <laughs> Oh, because no. they were probably saying things like Railing "freaking us. Carolina liar got that a sound guy, check." They're they shit. got one. That don't, and they fucking suck. Yeah, <laughs> totally. They're just shopping it in. But those Hilarious. dudes, they actually one of the guys. I think he had a studio here somewhere. One of the, I think the bass player had a studio in this building. Oh wow! Yeah, for yeah, a while. This building has some good history. It used to be. Uh, do you remember the comedy company? I don't remember. They used to write comedy movies out of here too. Oh so no it's been, way! Yeah, National Lampoon. Oh no way! That's building. right. Yeah, yeah that's so right. Building has some cool history. That's cool. Um, okay. Oh, I I was looking up your band, and there was this like church group choir playing. Oh, dude, those, cover. have you seen it? That kid I, with the glasses. Sam just found it playing dude, your song. I just like he was good, it. but it also just made me laugh. Right? That video, I was wondering if you had seen Did that video. Did you see the guy, the the choir director in the background? Yeah. He is like he's feeling it in his neck, yeah. man. He was like he's this, got it so this well. There's this like 13-year-old kid mm. and he has glasses and it's like I don't know, he's almost like this sweet nerdy-looking kid. But he's playing it really well, mm-hmm. and part I'm watching, I'm going, I can't tell if that kid's a nerd or if every girl behind him wants to be with him. You know what I mean? It was it was cool. Kind of the cool good video. thing about being a rock star, you can, yeah. it's always subtle like that. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> that dude killed I it. I watched though. that video and I was like, it was it was it's it so was, good, it was good and kind of funny <laughs> in a weird way. It's it so real, uh, you know. Th- it's that like, video probably made you feel good. It does, that. man. Yeah. That stuff just brings me so much joy now. It's like. What? Who gets to live that, to see somebody doing those things? It's cool. When you were homeless, which you weren't, you weren't like on the street bumming it. No. You were, you were I, like, had a car, hotel. I had, you I had my like, car. You, you still showered. Yeah, occasionally, once a week or so, I'd have enough money to get, I would save everything for the weekends, and then at nights, I mean, a lot of times I did sleep in my car. I would park over okay. in North Hollywood, around Chandler. So uh, this question... You didn't do anything sexual for food or drugs. No, that was while I was in the music business. Yeah, that was while yeah, I was I getting do that. paid. Well, I do. <laughs> I'm not in the music yeah. business, but I still do it. That's right. Yeah. We have to do what we can, man. Yeah. This business is hard. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, what do you think the homeless pro- the solution to homelessness in LA is? Oh. I think here's I came up with a theory this morning because hearing about you yeah. being homeless. What if you got a pressure washer? Sure. And every day you walk the streets and you pressure washed the homeless people because it's painful. Right. Teach them a lesson. Um, it's painful, <laughs> but it won't cause any permanent damage. It would just be like a shitty thing they'd have to do every, have to deal every, with day, every day. And thinking like, oh, tomorrow if I sleep here, I'm going to get <laughs> pressure get washed. S- They're probably going to want to move and not be homeless. Definitely, because that. That would definitely it's like a harmless... It. It's like a little nudge. Hey, sorry, we we clean the streets every day. It's not quite. It's not quite as cold here. So yeah, oh yeah, you you won't freeze from it. You'd be be all right. Clothes would be clean. You'd be a little damp. Yeah, you'd get one. What do you think about that? As the that'll cure, force you to get the gig. The cure to homeless people. (laughs) The cure to homeless in L.A. You pressure wash every day on the streets. Yeah, Yeah. I think it would work. It maybe and on some level. On some level, it's a little inhumane, but worth it. Yeah. Not enough in No permanent damage caused. No, but I think, man, with that thing, is like, for me, what ended up happening there was just a m- mental health issue. 
on my own thing. Like, I honestly, if we had in this city, if there was enough, like, if the money went the right way, it just kind of had the ability to give people a chance when their head checks out on them. Like, because sometimes you just stumble and you can't see it. And if I could have had or afforded somebody at the time to just, like, take a break, dude, look at your situation, give some people the power to observe the situation they're starting to walk into. If they had, like, real mental, like, free help for people, I think that would really fix it. It might even be cheaper than pressure washing. (laughs) (laughs) Not as as clean. Not as clean, but it might be cheaper. The combo, you get a pressure wash and you get to talk to somebody about, and a therapist at the same time. What's the virtual therapy thing now? They should just give that better help. They should give free better help to homeless people or something. That's it. You should <laughs> yeah. better sit down and talk. You either or you're have to getting, do an hour therapy, you're getting a sweet cleaning right now. Wash. Definitely sit down and talk to somebody. Like it's time for you to talk about your problems because you've got them. Which do you think is the worst feeling? Mm. Falling off the map, like kind of you know your yeah. music not getting washed, or getting canceled for something? Oh man, because that's big now. Which I, would you rather have? Would you rather? I'd fall. No fall one off, listens no, to your falling music. Falling off the map. That's you'd fine. rather have that. Yeah, because that cancel thing. I've seen a couple people have to go through that, and it's. You know, in some situations, maybe they should have. And then the other ones are like, yeah, nothing really happened. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like, this oh, is yeah. just... I've seen both. And it's... I mean, that's a real thing. My my ex-wife works with a lot of influencers. And just the dynamic of what they have to... Like, kind of the world that they're trying to navigate is... I don't know, man. It's it's gnarly. I definitely would not want that one. Yeah, Ooh. I don't want that nah. either. I just disappeared to the desert at that point. <laughs> it's like, all right, it's done. I'm out. Just yeah. give me a TP. Come back in a few years. Is there anything in your life that I could help you with? Mm, you've Any helped me here. Going no, on? man, you got me here. You're good? This is good. All this right. is nice. I got out of the house today. Yeah, me too. I got up for this. Beautiful. This guy, I need something to wake me up every day, and this was it today. Right? And you don't yeah. do coffee, so that's like... But maybe I, that's why I can't get out of bed. Maybe I need to do coffee. I don't know. That's the thing, man. Every day I wake up and it's like a good cup of coffee. This is like, yeah... It's one of those like, oh, that's a gift. Yeah. All right, I got, I got a good Celsius. cup of coffee. Maybe. Do you take Celsius in the morning? I do because they they sent me all that. Does it make your pee neon colored? <laughs> it feels good. Though. <laughs> it's cool. It's kind of a little treat. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, it's brighter today. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah, of asparagus. Yeah, color to your life. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Dude, I know you probably right, get hit up a lot. And Not really, man. I thought you would, especially after being on David's. Well, a lot of stuff is coming now from that. Yeah. You know, it's that's that's a wild ride. That clip like was uh, made, it was like a really good feel good clip of <sighs> you on David. When, me watching that, I was like, that's so awesome. Yeah, it was cool. I was really. I mean, I'm honestly grateful to the dude. Like, I don't know how I'll ever really repay him for it. Like, I try just by saying thank you, and then in response, he gives me a van. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's I mean, like, I don't know him, Come but on, man. but I don't think he wants you to repay him. He's no, he's yeah, good. He's, he's good. Yeah, he's he, really got a good thing going. Gotta, his, yeah. and his people are are good people. They all come from like it's. I don't know. Maybe I was like I said, I was an old judgmental man when it comes to like what influencers do, or maybe the ones that I've seen and met have just been like, this is gross. Like, but some you, of them are. Some, some of them are. It's like anything. There's, yeah. You know, there's the One Republics, and then there's the nice guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's going to yeah. send me a text, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I appreciate you coming no, on the podcast. Me. Thank uh, you. It was really cool. 
love your song. I'll I'll play just a portion of it. Yeah, just, man. Even though everyone's heard of it, heard it already, or they're looking it up, who's listening to this. Oh, and, what can uh, I do for you, man? Oh, nothing, man. But we'll, go, we'll go on a we'll van tour. We'll do the tour. van tour, yeah, right? We'll, van we'll tour. take both of the vans yeah, out. Yeah, we'll stay in touch. Let's That'd be absolutely cool. do that. But man. yeah, nice meeting you. Thanks for Pleasure coming meeting in. you too, man. Thank you. See ya. So show 